um, with little, you know, every once in a while I get to do a recording session or we get to socially distant, socially distance hang with our friends. It's so, so weird. <laughs> we get to like hang with our friends socially, being socially, di- God dang. <laughs> being responsible. Yes. Mercy and the mans here, coming back to you live. Uh, we got tequila drinks. We have a cat that plays fetch who currently wants to play fetch. Um, it's like almost 11 o'clock at night. We got the windows open uh, in uh, beautiful Mountain View, California. Address undisclosed. <laughs> undisclosed um, location. Yeah, we don't need any visitors. Um, no, I want that doormat that says you should not be here. Yeah, except what that doesn't make like the the our lovely male woman, male lady, male person. She doesn't come she, to our door. Won't, well, she goes by it anyway. <laughs> We're off to a rousing start. Yeah. <laughs> how's as usual. It, how's it going out there, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, really? Well, if if there's other families out there like us, you are you are in. You are definitely in the trenches with distance learning. If you have kids in in elementary through through what high school, they're all distance learning. Everybody's distance learning. Yeah, I'd say um, it maybe it's easier for older kids, but definitely we have a kindergartner, and it is not great. It is not great. We don't like it. She doesn't love it. In fact, today um, her lesson was um, she's in Spanish immersion, and it was me gusta blank and she had to fill in the blank and uh her answer was breaks to be fair um <laughs> i respect that answer <laughs> i've never respected her more uh, I, I that that one got me i like that one oh, yeah kindergartner uh with or kindergarten via zoom not not the best thing so there's that other than that still no gigs um no performances in sight no, uh, we d- we did we had a couple come and go, which we'll talk about in this episode. But um, yeah, um, sadly, unsurprisingly, not much has changed in terms of uh, the situation on the ground in the United States. If you're listening, if you're listening in the United States, then you know what we're talking about. If you're listening outside of the United States, we're about um, I don't know a number of months behind the rest of you guys and not making any progress yeah. <laughs> towards. <laughs> getting any of this under control or even taking it seriously. So here we sit. Yeah. Well, but we do have, we do have one, one gig to debrief and break down that we said we would, and it's taken us a a month. We do (laughs) technically have another gig coming up. Although I don't know if we signed the contract and it's at a casino. Yeah. I was going to get to that. Yeah. All Uh, bets are off in casinos. Apparently. I, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm I'm waiting for the the kind of like um, hello you have a, a contract that's pending and you need to sign it and get it back. But I have to admit that I've been hemming and hawing because I can't imagine what that will look and feel like. And I think we should talk about the the wedding that we just did to kind of like get into that. Okay. So talk about the wedding. Yeah. So. We did a a private residence COVID wedding where the guest list was maybe 10, not including us. I, I think it was less than 10, not including us, but yeah, somewhere around there. It, it was, was definitely it was, under all said and done with everybody there. It was, it was less than 20 people. Oh, well, yeah. Including I'd say us. less than 15 or less than 20, including us for sure. Yeah. But. And um, it was partially over Zoom. Zoom? Or some type of virtual... It it was mostly over Zoom. Most of their uh, original guest list was from like the UK and and, um, other parts of the the country. And they hired a company that I guess now specializes in uh, Zoom weddings. And and, um, uh, it was a thing. Um, I mean, they're a lovely couple, and their family and friends were great. We felt super welcomed, and, you know, um, 
I thought it was like very cool and brave of them to to go ahead with it and try this thing. Um, but it definitely the the Zoom wedding, the streamed wedding, is a a whole heck of a lot different than what we've you know experienced up up till now. It's a very different. It's very different. Yeah. Well. Gosh, I don't even I don't even know where to start because we were I wish we could have recorded well we did. We recorded kind of our debrief immediately when we were on our drive home, but it was so all over the place, which not to say that this isn't going to be that way, but you could um we were so flying high in the sense that it was just so um such a relief to have done it, to have something that we did and performed, but also really for it to be over because it was, ladies and gentlemen, it was not easy. (laughs) It was definitely not easy. The gig itself was easy in the sense that, like you said, they were really nice. We didn't have any major hiccups or anything with loading in. Um, We hadn't seen everybody in forever. Oh, there was a little bit of um, the circuit breaker thing right before, but that didn't really affect us. But um, what were your thoughts going into it? How, what were you, the things that you were worried about going into it? Let's just start that, I guess. I mean, I was worried about the timeline because the, the company that they hired, you, you get their services for a two-hour block of time, or at least that's what they had. So, you, you know, if you're – they'll start broadcasting at noon – and then they broadcast until two or whatever. Mm. No wedding that I've ever been at, and I'm sure no wedding you've ever been at, has really truly been on time. Like an we weren't, on, we weren't on on time to our own wedding, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, being in, an on time wedding in our industry is 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 still like five to ten to fifteen minutes behind. Generally speaking, you don't have that luxury. Even though we were at a private residence, you don't have that luxury because. This company, they, nobody from the company was on site. You know, you had to to deal with them over the phone, and I guess they may. I don't know if they shipped the 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 iPhones that they used to to film. Or I mean, it's a pretty slick setup, tech wise, as far as being able to like stream out multiple, um, you know, camera shots and mix between them for the people that are watching the Zoom. And okay. it's definitely like a clever a clever thing. But there's a lot of lot of a lot of unknowns because none of us have ever done that before. And we had, um, you and I were playing ceremony mm-hmm. and then we had a first dance and, uh, and like a kind of special, like kind of family dance. And just the way that the timeline worked because the wedding was early in the, in the day. Um, and we had to, to, uh, handle ceremony and we had to sound check for ceremony cause we were being pumped through to the zoom, you know, feed and right. everything. I was mostly worried about not really having time to really get a, a decent sound check or, or even run through the tunes. I mean, we we didn't rehearse for the gig because in our minds, it was like getting six people together in a small room with no ventilation is sort of the worst thing you could do. I mean, this wedding was outside, and granted, we were in a very tight performance space, but most of us were wearing masks the whole time. And, you know, so then you start thinking about like, well, if we rehearse, then there isn't really any way to really socially right. distance uh during rehearsal so we just kind of said we're just gonna gonna go for it jesus take the wheel yeah so that's mostly what i what i was worried about wow i i didn't know that at all <laughs> i don't think it would have helped I live, I live with you and i didn't even know what's that mean um Okay, but I could see that because you definitely handle the logistics and you handle all of like the sound and and everything generally. So I can see why that would be on your mind. Me, you know, I was more worried about, and rightfully so, like we haven't performed and sang for six months or five at that time. And with how my anxiety has been about thinking I have COVID every other week, I was like, you know, I'm going to wake up that day and after having been healthy all this time, I'm going to have a sore throat or I'm going to feel sick and it's it's going to be all bad. I was also really worried about being around our band members just because we have I haven't 
gone out very much and socialized and, and anything that we have done has been very socially distant. I mean, to be fair, you are feeling like you have COVID all the time. I think is a, um, a, a fair way to feel because if you look at the list of <laughs> symptoms that go along with COVID, which I'm, you know, which they keep like adding they to them, keep adding to them, and they're all the most generic. Uh, some of them, anyway. I mean, obviously, some of them are like you know, like crazy cough and fever or whatever. But it's like you know, sniffles could be COVID. You got a, <laughs> is your your you, does your tum tum ache? Could be COVID. Oh, did you uh, you did you uh, are you um, tighten your left hamstring? Could be COVID. <laughs> like you know at a certain point it's like i think for me i know i mean i don't take it less seriously than you do but i i guess i've just sort of have gotten to a point where i'm like you know what if i wake up with a terrible cough and a fever then i'm gonna worry and before then you know i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna distance myself and act like i have it but i'm not gonna stress out if i get some indigestion or the sniffles or something like that because it's just how do you you know right but see me, the way I operate is, is I'm terrified. I'm actually, it's funny. I'm not as scared of, um, getting it. I don't want to get it, but I'm not as scared of, uh, of getting it as I am of not knowing I have it and giving it. That's my biggest concern. So my thing was, we're going to go do this gig. I'm going to infect the band and... I'm not going to have known and, and I'm, you know, everybody's going to find out and I'm going to have like, you know, infected the whole 20 people and they're going to go on and infect other people. So that's what I was worried about. Super spreader. <laughs> so ha- um, Hashtag super spreader. Yeah. So I was worried about that. And like I said, you know, I was worried about how it was going to sound and because you can't, you, you can't prepare for that. You can't, you can't, even if we would had a rehearsal, that wouldn't that would have worked out the kinks or like shook the dust off or whatever, but um, that wouldn't have prepared us for a two hour gig, three hour gig, whatever it was that we ended up playing. Luckily, we didn't do one of our monster two hour sets because I don't think I would have survived. I mean, not only was I wearing a mask and I and I probably wore a mask for ninety percent of the performance. Um, that in itself was one of the hardest things I've ever done. It's, yeah, it's, it's like you no. grow a, a, a third limb. Uh, you know, I felt like I had a third arm or a third leg. It felt so weird. Uh, if I would, if the material would kind of like, if I take a deep breath and I would suck the material in a little bit, it felt, you know, scary and suffocating and, and, um, and it would make me panic. Um, so I didn't feel I could breathe. And so that's why sometimes I would like kind of, take it off for a couple notes or whatever. But that was, that was really hard. Um, my throat was like so tired and fried by the end, not to mention we were outside. So it was warm and, and yeah, I mean, they did their best to keep us out of the sun, but it just like, Oh no, nothing again. Yeah. Nothing against them. But our stuff, us or our stuff at almost every point, somebody or something was in the sun and it was just, yeah. yeah, that doesn't help. You're sweating and can't really breathe that well. And 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 like I said, I mean, we were, I think you and I sat down afterwards and it was kind of like we had to just sit and stare in space and just <laughs> regroup. Well, I made the mistake of, I mean, I like to wear um, cowboy boots on stage as much as I can. It's kind of my thing. But... Um, just the way that the the timeline went and my own anxiety and whatever about making sure everything went smoothly i didn't sit down basically the whole time so by the time we were done like my entire body was just destroyed well and then i destroyed animal style fries and animal <laughs> burger and everything from in and out i think i probably i think i probably put like 1500 calories into my body when i got home it was crazy that was funny no but um the thing, remember, the next day, not only was we were like, oh, my God, my feet, my knees, my hips. Oh, man, it was very, very humbling. But I could not figure out for the life of me why it felt like I'd been punched in the nose. And you were the one that reminded me, like, well, you it was from your mask, probably, because you had a different kind of mask on and it was tighter to your face. And oh, my God, for like two days after the gig, I was like, I can't wear a mask like that. And yet you also couldn't it, stop touching it. I couldn't because it's one of those things it's like, does it, it still hurt? Is does it, it hurt? 
thanks. It hurt. Does it hurt? Oh, it still I do that with sunburns. I, I hate being sunburned. And, and when I get sunburned, I'll be like, how bad is it? How bad is it? And I'll like start. Cute touching. <laughs> Weirdo. You know, touching it and trying to like hit it harder and, until I feel something. <laughs> I want to feel something. No, but it, it was, again, like I am so grateful that we had that gig. It, it, it felt like, because uh, on the flip side, it felt so good to feel like we were doing something productive and relevant and we were still like, oh yeah, we're still a band and we still, we still got it. We were, we were a little rusty, but like to come out of the gate like that after not playing for five, like we, it was like almost exactly five months to, to hit the way we did. I, I was, I was happy and, and proud of ourselves and just kind of like, man, we, we'd be unstoppable if we had had all these gigs under our belt that we were supposed to have this year. Well, that was part of the tough part too, is like, not, it's not fair, but a lot of my anxiety or my whatever was going on was, you know, knowing that it, knowing in the back of my head, like we're going to be good and the client's going to be happy. We deliver, we don't, you know, it, we're a good band, but man, it, what we had rolling when we had to shut it down, it's like, you just can't have that without without you have to get your muscle memory up and you have to get that and we flow even had and sub. That, had a sub drummer um you know because he he was originally going to sub that gig and our our main drummer was available but we honor our you know any any gig that we sub out if the gig gets moved or whatever we've tried to keep the subs because They've, only, they've held fair. those gigs, and to us, that's the fair way to do it. But, you know, having a sub-drummer and um, and just there's a confidence that goes along with doing a lot of gigs, you know, where you you start to be like, you get the flow of the set. I mean, we do change the set a lot, but, you know, you look at the at the set list and see a song, and you just instinctually know like oh I know who starts that and I know kind of the, how the intro goes and everything and if you know if you take five months off you know you just lose that that's something you have to build up and maintain it's sort of like exercise I mean you talked about um just the actual like singing stamina or body stamina but it's also that that's a type of stamina too of like you know you see bands I remember when I went out on tour with Chuck Prophet and I was the new drummer and there was new material and, you know, it took a while to get sort of knocked into place. And then before you know it, you're, you know, um, in the Netherlands or something like that. And you just fly through a set and it's just like tight and good. And everybody, everybody's very confident and sure about what's going to happen. Um, but if you don't play for five months and then you try to go out and do that again, like it's, it's gone. You have to rebuild it. Yeah. Sorry, our cat's distracting us. <laughs> yeah. She's like desperately uh, seeking our attention. Yeah, no, that that's why like for me going into this possible next gig, which really would be the only gig that we have left for the rest of the year. Well, we have our, <laughs> we had one in November. That's getting moved. We do technically have one in December and one in January. But after that, we don't have anything until like May, which is not going to lie sort of alarming <laughs> but um the next gig would be a weekend at a casino i'm really really worried because for one obviously it's not going to be outside true um i'm i don't love the smoke anyway covid or covid or not um the smoke is hard on our voice are they allowed to smoke still inside oh yeah i'm they pretty have, sure like, designated smoking areas now or something I, I think they still have, I think they had designated places. You can't places. smoke with a mask on. Right. But I think you, I don't think you can smoke like right near the stage. Uh, they're still, they're still having like a socially distant like stage dance floor between you. But like smoke carries and that they have, have they like determined exactly if COVID is transferable, transferable, transferred, spread through <laughs> smoke? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't even, I'm not even halfway through my drink. How's this happening? Um... So I don't know. I mean, I, I just kind of, I think what I'm trying to do, what I kind of did with distance learning, because 
when school was going to be going back, going in person was still on the table. And I did not want Roxy to go to school. And we were going back and forth. Her dad was was kind of going uh, in the direction of wanting her to go back. Um, but the decision was made for us. So I've been kind of feeling like, oh, if I just don't sign this contract, that maybe they're just going to end up calling us and telling us that the gig's off. And then I won't have like, you know, Ooh, oh, wait, oh, that just all happened, you know. But um, I, I do have to make the decision if we're actually going to do this gig or or pass on it yeah i'm sure they would appreciate <laughs> knowing i know which one I, of those. This, this isn't the way i usually handle business but i i it's just it's weird and it's weird to like i i don't know maybe maybe i should just yeah yeah i don't know i i think we'd probably be fine but i i get worried and anxious and i'm gonna be like popping anti-anxieties to get to the gig no, that's okay. I'm gonna be popping shots. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm feeling really torn. I want to get back to gigs. I keep thinking like there'll be some way to do like a really cool virtual gig or one of these drive-in gigs. But I mean, uh, I want to get back to gigs too. And and I, I hate to say this, but you know, I played a I played a an acoustic trio gig the weekend after that's right tell the people about that one yeah i played an acoustic trio gig it was a like a anniversary party or something like that i think it was 11th anniversary or something and, you know nice place in atherton and not very nice people and they they have taken covid very seriously and they had like a whole plan in place you know we'll buzz you through the gate and then go around the right side of the house and don't go past this you know taped line on the patio and there'll be water back there for you and your money's on the chair and you know like uh there's no food and no bathrooms and basically like the gig was like play on this patio and they sat across this you know whatever probably 50 yard patio or something maybe not 50 yards (laughs) i'm not good with measurements but you know they were they were plenty far away um yell at your cat Hold on a second. Nelly. I can't. She's on the kitchen table, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and that's a no-no in this house. Um, but I could always cut this part. That could be the part that that's the intro. Yeah. We're always we people are gonna think we did it just to have an intro. No, she was on the table, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, with man. her little kitty kitty mittens. Anyway, these uh these people um were very nice and they treated us well, but honestly, it's like something I've been struggling with is I want to get back to gigging, but if gigging gigging's going to be the way that I've experienced it so far, uh I don't know that I can muster the same drive and passion for it for what we do. Um because it you know, I mean, the wedding was fun. It was fun to see everybody. It's fun to play the songs, and it was fun to be part of people's special day. But there's so much um, extra stuff to deal with and think about. And you know, singing with a mask on is, in my mind, nearly impossible, especially over the kind of time periods we perform. It's it's a very different, very weird thing to try to do. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean. If it's the way it's going to be for a while, then fine. Like, I'm certainly not going to quit music, but I have to I have to admit that it's not... Um, I so far haven't been felt grateful to work as much as I've felt, um, you know, apprehensive about whether this was the way things are going to be forever. Right. Which, I, you know, clearly you hope and think they won't be like that forever, but... Well, and it's not just us. I mean, we've talked to a, to a lot of people in um, the wedding industry specifically, you know, planners. Um, I mean, it's 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 scary. And then when you when when we had the gig, we were excited about it, like, oh, well, we have one gig. But then at the same time, like, oh, we have one gig, which and it's almost um, like you said, as grateful as we are, it it was it was weird, and it d- didn't feel. 
um, if if it, it, I I don't know how how to explain it. It just it felt it it so many things are racing through your mind that don't usually I guess is the thing like it, it's usually freeing to be on stage and to play and it's like when you finally get to to hit the stage and you hit that first note it's like oh okay yeah like everything just goes but but obviously this time it's like you're we're just thinking of so many things because you have like I said a mask on for one is just a whole other thing and I, I don't even know if we should have would it helped to not have it on I mean I only made it about halfway through before I just could, I, it was too hot and, and it felt, I realized I was singing different and, um, it just wasn't a tenable thing for a vocalist. Maybe right. some people can do it. Maybe if I do it enough, I'll get used to it. I mean, I wear a mask every day. It's not like I'm out, I'm not one of those people that's like trying to like BS my way into a grocery store, not wearing a mask, talking right. about like I have a medical condition or something. Like it's just the act of singing and performing with a mask on, it's just a, it's it's it very foreign, right? You know, and I'm sure it's something. Like I said, I'm sure it's something that we could and would get used to given enough opportunities to do it. But the I was actually surprised. I I I started out with mine on and was doing okay, and about halfway through the first set, I realized like I was over singing and I was singing weird, and I was just the whole like there was just everything was off. And as soon as I pulled my mask down, everything kind of locked back into place. And that's a that's a real conundrum at that point because right. you don't want to risk anybody in the band. You don't want to risk anybody in the audience. But also you're looking at the set list and you're like, I got like another hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. And then another 90 minute set after that. Um, how am I going to, you know, what, what's the, how do I, how do I weigh the pros and cons of these choices? Right. The thing that's also hard is, it, it's definitely a different vibe when you're performing to 10 people as opposed to a hundred plus people. And as much as I pride ourselves on, we put just as much effort and energy um, for those 10 people as we do a hundred. It's, it, it feels harder. Um, and, and because any performer will tell you, 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 you can give when you get, when you get energy from people and, and, you know, there's 10 people and, and a lot of them for, were from out of town and, and they're visiting and, and you know, it's, it's just a whole different thing when you have 10 people there dancing as opposed to 100 and you, you know. Well, and can, it's, it, yeah, and it's a different vibe in terms of it, you know, this was a private residence. It was a really beautiful, beautiful residence. They had a pool and the kids were in the pool, people were in the pool and hanging out the bar was across the pool from us and people are hanging out under the gazebo over there. And it just was a very different thing than what you usually have, which is like, you know, cocktail hour, dinner, toast, whatever. And then the band, then we kick in and it's dance time and everybody's on the dance floor. Right. You know, it reminds me of like this one time in my, in the previous band that we were in, uh, we took this gig like way up North uh, I want to say like Humboldt area. It was it was it was a long way, and it was um, turned out to be a, a marijuana farm, basically <laughs> marijuana. That's that was sounded so square. <laughs> but they were they were they were literally like, you know, marijuana farmers, and it was on their their private kind of property or whatever. And it's way out in the middle of nowhere. You'd take these crazy back road dirt trails and go up these hills and you needed four wheel drive and you know they paid us cash and it was a decent payday and it was like all right but there's only like 20 25 of them mm-hmm. and they had like bonfire and the whole deal and like it was freezing of course <laughs> and like they're just kind of like we're there playing but they're sort of half paying attention and then half doing other things and you're up there and it's just like, you, it's very difficult to muster, you know, you, I, at least I do. I feed off a crowd. I feed off the crowd, um, sometimes to my detriment, but, you know, and it, it's nothing that this, the, the recent, the wedding client, like they, they did what they had to do to, to make their wedding happen. And, and it was awesome that they did. And we were so grateful to be a part of it. But, you know, it's just a different vibe when everybody's sort of like just 
sitting around the pool or sitting under a gazebo or like the, the, the weed farm party, <laughs> like around a bonfire. And it's like you're playing. It's like, yeah, you know, it's it's not the same as having 50 to 150, 250 people on right. a dance floor. You know, it's a, it's a very different thing. Yeah. I wonder, I really do wonder how many people like, I mean, obviously we, we had a COVID wedding. Um, I wonder of the people that we are, um, rescheduling for next year, like haven't really already gotten married. Cause I, I know there was a point where you and I were talking or maybe it was more me cause I don't think you cared, but I was like, should we just get married and not tell anybody and then have the wedding next year? And you know, um, so I wonder how many people have, have still gone through and gotten married um, this year, but just haven't said anything and, and are still holding out for the wedding and don't want to like feel like they're taking away from the wedding. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I know that even for us, we're, we're talking about having a celebration for our one-year anniversary and still kind of doing our wedding. But I got to say, like even right now as of, you know, September, I don't... I, you know, I've kind of almost, I hate to say it, but I'm to a point where I'm just kind of like, eh, it's not going to happen. And that's not till June. But if that's not going to happen, then we're already in danger of not doing a whole lot of other gigs that we already have for May and June of next year. Yeah. Well, I, I thought you meant like, it's not going to happen. Like we're not going to muster the motivation to, to put a party together. Oh no, I can put a party together. It's not that. I just mean if we're going to, you know, if we're still going to be in the place where we can't gather and, and I, everything. Yeah, I, the, the problem is, is that, like, I I agree with you. Like, I, I, I understand why you think that or feel that way. But it's also, for me, it's so hard to imagine what this country and our cities and everything look like if we're in June of next year and we can't gather even in groups of 50 right if if we haven't developed more rapid testing or better treatment options or a vaccine or whatever like it's hard to imagine what that looks like because that's a full year more than a full more than a full year and if you're saying we can't do it in june then what changes before august what happened what changes before we're actually at like a year and a half two years of this Mm. I know. I'm not to get all political and worldly. Well, you're, it's just you're like, not. It's just, just and, like and this it, all started with with me asking. Like, I, I'm just really curious as to like. I I mean, not every a lot of people have have gone the way we have. Obviously, like the the couple that we, I, I the first thing. I feel like I've been so disjointed this whole conversation, which is not not true life is disjointed right now uh, yeah i do i feel like i can't put together a thought um i would really be curious to see how many people really haven't gotten married this year and are holding out for next year and then so that just really does come down to a wedding because it's not then about the marriage yeah but i mean like to me the reason i would still want to have a wedding quote unquote uh for us is you know, you only get so many times in your life where you can call in social capital and throw a party that, like, most of the people, most of the closest people in your life are going to, like, make an effort to, you know, be there. Right. Go across uh, country to, or, or well, across yeah, the or world. Take a, or take a weekend. Like, that's how they're going to spend their weekend or right. whatever. Um, and I can't imagine... I'm the only person that feels this way or even close to the only person like that. I've always wanted that. I've always looked forward to that. Like I didn't, I knew I didn't want to wait another year to be married to you, but my sort of desire to have all of my favorite people together, uh, and to sort of be the center of attention for a day. (laughs) You want to be princess for a day? I do. I might even wear a tiara. (laughs) Um, that hasn't gone away. And so, I guess it really depends on on how you view a, a wedding. You know, if you're if you're a couple that that really uh, only that really mostly cares about like the ceremony and, and the the kind of like ritual of it and 
and everything, then I could see why maybe you, if you, if you got married during COVID times, you wouldn't want to spend the money or the time or the energy or whatever to do a bigger wedding. But if you're a couple that values the, or somewhere in between, but like values the, the, the community and the gathering and the celebration and everything, which is where I land. Right. Um, you still would want to have a, a gathering when you could, I think. Maybe maybe it looks different. Maybe you've let go of some expectations. Maybe. I'm still wearing the dress again. You should. You look, <laughs> you look real good in it. I'm just saying, like, you know. I can fit it. I, uh, yeah. I just think it really comes down to, like, what you, what you value about it. I mean. Well, obviously, the bands are usually the first to go if when people are... are changing what it looks like this year um that's usually like you know the well, bands the, the caters bands are the i mean like in, you, do, you need to cater side. like the big ticket items for a wedding i mean our 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 caterers uh venue band uh slash dj yeah but i'm uh, saying that if, even if you go through and have a smaller wedding the band, you know, the bands are the ones, the musicians are the ones that are, are cut. Or I, yeah, think, I think are the most, first of, most of the stuff gets cut. If you only got 10, 20 people, like the couple we played for, they got, um, they ordered soul food, which yeah. is a local, um, Puerto Rican, uh, joint and is delicious and awesome and so good. You know, they didn't have a caterer, right? you know, they did it at their house. They kept us, which was awesome. And we really appreciate it. But like, you know, things change when you only have to provide for 10 to 20 people rather than, right. you know, 100, 150. You know, every, you know, you don't need rental bathrooms. You don't need, like the whole, it just all changes. It's, very, it's a very, very different thing. Yeah, I've been seeing on some of, um, you know, the wedding planning sites, there there have been, you know, their their Instagram stories or whatever. There a lot of these places are like, isn't this a cool idea? And it's a sign of um of colored uh wristbands. And they they mark out like if you wear a green wristband, that means that you are practicing social distancing and, and you're not okay with with um hugs or kisses and mask only but if you wear a blue you're you're um somewhere in between but if you're wearing red then anything goes you're all you're okay with it and i'm like should we I, even I think be... that's how sex clubs work well that's what i was like for one that's I've exactly heard, where my brain went like oh that sounds like a sex party um uh that like someone stole that from that but two i was really really upset because um and that's the first time, like, you know me, I, I, if I have a negative comment to make, I don't make it. <laughs> I don't post it. Um, I can think it. I'm free to think it. But uh, that was the first time I, I actually, like, I commented, nope, this is not okay. Because um, I want our industry to come back. I want the planners to come back. I want the venues to come back. I want everybody to be able to come back, the servers, everybody. Um, and I don't see how this helps it also just because you're okay with social you're okay with not social distancing like isn't that what we're supposed to still be doing and practicing and you're already if you're having a wedding you're already kind of like pushing that limit um well i mean look our, our industry you know i mean we do corporates and we do birthday parties and club dates and whatever but we do a lot of weddings and the wedding industry in general or weddings in general you know, there are people out there that think of weddings as being a waste of money, a uh, waste of time, energy, resources, whatever. And those people have, have, you know, kind of looked at the current situation. Like, well, maybe now people will, you know, they'll stop having big extravagant weddings and they'll, they'll you know, put their, like, adjust their values to what it should be. And it's like, yeah, but, like, there's a reason people have big extravagant weddings, assuming they have the resource to do so. Because... It's a fun day where you get to dress up and be the center of attention and have all your friends and family there and eat a big good meal together and dance and drink as much as you want and you know have a beautiful dress and suits and flowers if you want flowers and 
decoration. It's, you know, it's like that's one time in your life that you get to do that. Yeah, but you do you, do you think they should be encouraged? Like, should to me, if if I was inviting you to my wedding, it would be like these are the guidelines. Please still, you know, maintain social distance. Like, don't give people the the out. No, no, I, I mean, guess. I, I'm that, just, that's what I'm saying. In that, like, I I have to say, I'm disappointed with some of these um, people that are going like, oh, isn't this a cute idea? Look what this couple did. Like, why why would you encourage? Um, something that goes against guidelines, um, safety guidelines for it is my thing. If, if I, I think if you're going to have a wedding, if you're going to have any type of event that you still encourage, you know, I like the thing where people are, are you, you show up and they have, um, either like personalized face masks or um, disposable face masks for their guests. They have hand sanitizer stations. They have hand washing, you know, stations, I, th- I think that's a cool thing, and I think people have done, you know, lovely setups for that. But to, to to invite people to your wedding and then give you the out of following those guidelines, I just don't like and I don't think should be allowed. Yeah, I think I was I was more commenting on maybe I <laughs> maybe I misheard something or I was more commenting on just the value of of having a wedding why people would want to still have a party or why people, you know, well, why, shoot, I mean, why our industry would, would come back, would bounce back rather than folding in on itself as uh, a, you know. Oh, well, I mean, I, I would even take that to another thing. I mean, there are some people that asked why I would have a wedding because since I've been married before. So, I mean, it doesn't even have <laughs> Cause I want to. <laughs> But, um, Mind your own business. Yeah, but I mean, but but that that's a thing. I mean, so it has, you know, it doesn't even really have anything to do with with COVID or, or the industry coming back. I mean, if, if you want to go as far as that, I mean, there's even some people that are like, oh, well, you're you're you guys aren't going to have a wedding, right? You've been married before. Are, are you going to wear a wedding gown? You've you've been married. I'm going to wear a wedding gown. Going to wear a veil. It's going to be white. And yes, I'm going to have a wedding. I, I remember there was a there was a small part of me in the very beginning. I mean, now I'm totally getting off subject, but um, for some reason, I assumed that you didn't want a wedding. I remember. I love to party. I, I well, but party I, animal. But for some reason, I thought that you. Well, this is even way before like, we were engaged and stuff. But for some reason, I assumed that you would just be like, "Oh, let's just elope and and everything." And I was like, fine with that. But um, I'm glad that you wanted to have a wedding, and I was. I'm. I still want to have the party. I really hope we get to have it. And I like I said, I love to party. We have it on our our uh, our day, our our one year anniversary. I'm pushing for it. I hope for a lot of reasons we do. Like I said, can't imagine what I can't imagine. I know it's a very realistic possibility, and yet I just still can't imagine what it would look like to still be in the same place that we are in June of next year. That's to me is just. We're going to be married three months in a couple of days. Happy three-month anniversary. <laughs> Early. I beat you to it. It counts. <laughs> feels like a lifetime already. No, it doesn't. feels like we... Uh, although it does feel like it was forever ago that we got married. It doesn't feel like it was only three months ago. No, it does not. <laughs> I mean, but that's at the phenomenon. I mean, that's the COVID phenomenon. Like, it feels like no time is passing, and yet time is passing very quickly. Like, I can't believe it's September considering we really haven't done like what our normal schedule would it's like it's absurd how how much less busy we're in the upside down how much less busy we are compared to what we would have been and yet i'm still shocked that it's september right so i'm still shocked at how like i feel unbelievably exhausted all the time and and then when I stop and think like, this is, we're not doing anything. We're not going anywhere. And, and the schedule that we were going to be on. That's like, part I'm of like, it man, am I going to be able to like, I'm going to be able to do this. If it does, when it does come back, like, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to, like, I, I know that I'll get back in gig shape, but like, I feel so out of, out of no, shape. That, that's not your, that shouldn't be your, your concern because you will get back into shape. Gig shape is what I'm Gig talking shape. about, well, ladies and gentlemen. And other Gig shapes. shape. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, doing nothing is oftentimes more exhausting than doing things. 
I mean, well, and you're not and you're, and you're no not joke. doing nothing. You're waking up at seven thirty in the morning every day. You're rousing a, a five and a half year old out of bed. And I'm in kindergarten to to like, too, ladies and gentlemen. I am yeah. back in kindergarten, and yeah. it sucks. Yeah, and it's half in Spanish, which is fine because you do speak Spanish, but. You know, like you're, you have to get her ready for quote unquote school, and then because she's on, like normally you'd, you'd wake up early, get her ready for school, drop her off at school, and then you'd have those hours to yourself to do things, get things done, go to the bank or whatever. Go adults to the bathroom in private. Yeah, whatever adults do, you go to the bank, <laughs> go to the grocery you're an adult. store. You go to the bank now. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm no, looking forward. True. I'm looking forward to things going back to normal because I felt like I was on pace to be like one of those like old people that goes to the bank, like doesn't do online banking, just goes to the bank. Just I, so you can I have wanted a conversation. to deposit these five dollars into my checking account, son. You know, um, but you're not. So I mean, you're not doing nothing, and, so, and you wake her up, and then you're sitting with her, and then when she has a break, recess, or whatever, and then she wants to play, and she wants you to do that with her. And then she wants to eat and she wants, you got to make the, it's like, yeah, it, you're basically a, a, a teacher and a daycare and uh, a butler worker and, and a mother a and the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and there's something to be said for like, I mean, you think about it, like it's, it's, it's the, it's the truth for like physical fitness. It's like, if you do nothing, your, your body will get used to doing nothing. Right. But it won't necessarily be happy about it. Like, if you're out of shape, like you're often more, way more exhausted than if you physically exert yourself to sure. like a, a, a large, you know, a much more aggressive agree, degree, agree. Oh my God. <laughs> degree. <laughs> you know, like if you work out a lot, your body gets used to that and then your body starts craving working out. And then, yeah. you know, so it's actually to me, I feel more tired and more beat down physically and everything during COVID than I ever did when we were, you know, gigging all the time and running like, you know, I mean, like I said, my schedule, February, uh, which is a slow, traditionally a slow month, Mm -hmm. you know, for musicians anyway. Yeah. Um, February was, was insane Mm -hmm. for both of us, but especially for me. Yeah. You, you had a crazy schedule and I felt awesome. Yeah. I was traveling all over the place. I was working out all the time. I had things to do and look forward to. I feel way worse now. And and yeah, I go deliver food every day for a couple hours, but for the most part like I don't have to like really exert myself. I don't have to keep track of a calendar. Like we might have a couple inquiries, you know, a day or a week or whatever from prospective clients or I got to answer emails or whatever. But nothing compared to like if we if I was advancing a wedding every every week doing and, set lists and all the whole deal. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, me, I, I am my best and I do my best when I like have limited time because I'm more focused and I'm more um, when when I'm on the run and, and I'm going like and even to a point where I can be overwhelmed with the schedule, I still feel that I'm performing at my best. Like, yeah, I mean, your but, dad, your dad is 80 something years old. His job, he he does like landscaping and tree work and stuff, and he still goes to work every day. Mm-hmm. He runs his own 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 business, and and you know everybody always asks him why he doesn't retire. I was like, well, to well, what? I mean, I mean, not right. to say like like you should retire if you want to retire, or you can, or whatever. But for lots of people, retirement like doesn't mean the same thing. Like it's 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 not the same for everybody. And unless you retire to an to I think unless you retire to an active lifestyle, it's often not a great thing when people retire. Yeah. You sort of go from like, oh, I got these things to do every day, and I got this this schedule to maintain, and then all of a sudden you just, I don't know. I guess I'll, uh, you know, <laughs> like the way I feel in general during COVID is how I imagine people feel when they retire and don't have any like real hobbies or activities to do. It's like, like, uh, oh, uh, you won't get this reference, but. Um, for anybody that's watched The Sopranos, there's an episode where one of the guys is on the run, and uh, he's like has to take up a real like job. He's kind of sort of like a handyman or like contractor type of deal. And there's this whole episode where he like the, the part of the episode is like his internal monologue, 
It's all about him, like, don't check your watch, don't check your watch. Like the sun, When the sun's this high in the sky, it's usually about this time, and this happened and that happened, so it has to have been at least like two hours. You just get to lunch, and then after lunch, then you only have to do this, this, and this, and then, and then what, you know, it's all about him, like, talking his way through the day or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, don't, he keeps going, like, don't check your watch, don't, ch- save it, save it, treat yourself, <laughs> work a little harder. And oh when he finally God. goes to check his watch and he thinks it's going to be like noon and time for lunch, it's like 9.45. <laughs> and that's how, COVID, that's how COVID feels to me and, and how I imagine, um, for some people anyway, retirement with nothing to do feels. It's like you just sort of like, time doesn't pass the same way. Like yeah. days go by and weeks go by and you kind of look weeks up and go, oh, it's September. Back. But like my day to day is mostly me like uh, trying to put off like my first drink. <laughs> Uh, except for that week that I took off. True. Yeah, no, I, c- I can say that I, I think that I definitely have a, a touch of depression right now and, and I've been low and I'm glad like I took myself for a walk and that you came with me. My therapist tonight. my therapist literally <laughs> asked me like two weeks ago, what would, it, what would it feel like if you just said I'm a little depressed? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, turns out it felt fine, but it was just like I'm describing how I'm feeling to her and she's like, oh, what would it what would it feel like if you just instead of all that you just said I'm a little depressed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here we are. I mean, depressed. if you're not a little depressed by what's going on right now, then like congratulations and send me your secrets. But um I feel like, you know, I think it, we're just all just trying to maintain and it's the same for like our wedding client that we played for and 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 the the anniversary party I played and Everybody's trying to do the best they can to maintain. I mean, we're trying to maintain and, and keep things as normal as they can be. And um, it's difficult because things are not normal. And uh, you got... I was going to throw it back to you, but you're... <laughs> I'm just uh, being being very pensive. And just just like I said, I, I even, even with this podcast, I mean, I, I kind of... I think this episode is a really good example of kind of where I'm at in the sense of, I was like, I mean, how long have I been saying, I really want to, I really want to do an episode. We need to record an episode. And, and I had ideas and now I just feel like I've just like threw everything at the, at it. (laughs) I'm stone cold sober. And I feel like I can't put a sentence together. I feel like I, I am just so scattered and all over the place. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a new bizarre feeling because I don't usually feel like this. Well, it's a bit, I think it's a bit of sleepwalking. It's a bit of like zombie, zombie brain, you know, like I said, like it doesn't feel like any time is really passing. Every day sort of does feel the same more or less. Um, with little, you know, every once in a while I get to do a recording session or we get to socially distant, socially distance, hang with our friends. So, so weird. <laughs> we get to like hang with our friends socially, being socially, di- God dang. <laughs> being responsible. Yes. Good Lord. We've been very responsible. We, and that's the thing, like, you know, we still have been very responsible. We, d- we don't have any frivolous trips out. Um, we're still very, we take precautions. We wear masks. We don't, uh, I mean, poor rocks. She's better than most adults. I know at wearing a mask. Oh, she's, she's great at wearing a mask, but I mean, just like her, her socialization is us. And now a little bit of zoom with her, her fellow students, but that's like, she's not getting to know anybody. She's not making friends. And, um, you know, her, her little cousin, occasionally but you know we go and us adults still because we're not quarantined together or across a yard from each other and it's it's just yeah it's just weird and I just want to like I think part of it is just wanting to feel feel music or performing has been a part of my life for 99% of it and it's just as well as as we're surviving as well as we're um maintaining and and something kind of that you said earlier like you and I like that's part of our our thing our our relationship I mean it's not founded on on performing but that's a big part of what we do and and you know I so I I think part of it is is just 
not feeling very relevant and not feeling very um um feeling like I'm I'm not contributing as you know very much or as much um and you're, te- that, you're teaching rocks every day. I mean, yeah, but that's not like, but that's not who I want to be, and that's not what I want to do. I'm doing it because I have to. Right. But I, I am a performer. I'm a singer, and to not be able to do that, it, it's just, it's a little bit of a. I don't even want to. I don't want to go as far as saying it like an identity crisis, but it's, it's definitely messing with me. Um, and and like I said, I just feel like I know that's not the that that's not the only that's not all I am. But, um, I just think right now it's, it's just kind of like, okay, it's been six months. Um, you know, I, I, I live for our, our covers that we've been releasing and, and, um, we're going to be doing a, um, live, you know, Instagram hang soon. Um, and I, I know that that'll kind of give me a little Give me a little thing, but Jolt in the arm. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm sad, and I'm I'm, you know, trying not to to get too depressed, and I'm trying to stay upbeat and optimistic. But you know me, I'm not I'm not a glasses half full gal. I'm not. I'm the I'm a the glass doesn't even exist. <laughs> Never gla- did. My glass is always half full. <laughs> well, good good for both of us. Well, that's not what, what he's talking about. He's messing. not talking about the the same, ladies and gentlemen. That's true. What's I'm messing with me is that um, these uh, these companies, these dank companies out here in America, starting to roll out pumpkin spice flavored uh, <laughs> menu items, and that you just went to uh, a friend's place to pick up Halloween decorations. I did. and I don't understand how it can possibly be. Uh, even close to not. time to start talking about Halloween, and yet. And what is that going to look like? My poor Roxy just asked me. She, you know, and I'm like, we're we'll, we're still going to dress up. But to be fair, I mean, you and I hate Halloween with her. Anyway. <laughs> it's always been such a drag. But um, you know, she can't. They can't go trick or treating. No, we're gonna have to get like covers for the door, like like covers for the front door, and just like. She come ring a doorbell, give her a piece of candy, and then she walks away. We're gonna have to like put a new cover on the door. She comes back, rings the doorbell again, or she stays here and hands out candy, and we get like thirty different costumes, and like just keep changing costumes and and trick or treating, and she can hand out candy. She'd probably like that. A lot. Probably, I would hate it. But. <laughs> yeah, you only like one costume. Guy, uh, guy, anyway. you were already a pirate. Yeah, but now I'm a pirate with like. Uh, like a pirate clown. I got a clown nose on now. You see, it's a clown pirate. Yeah. Now I'm a cowboy pirate. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> actually that would be what it would. Kai, Kai, you've already been a cowboy. Yeah, but now I'm a cowboy that has like uh, like a like mummy wrap on my face. So I'm like a mummy cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it's gonna go. Uh. Anyway, well. That was probably one of the uh, the most challenging podcast, <laughs> the most discombobulated podcast we've ever done. This is one of those ones I'm like, we should probably listen to this before we put it out. Yeah, we'll have to see. This might be re-recorded, not even put out into the interwebs. Or we let it live, warts and all. Mm. We give the people the true inside scoop on uh, our lives and yeah. how we feel. Well, I guess so. Millie's running around. She wants to play fetch some more. Yeah, all right, let's go play fetch with our cat, which is such a 2020 thing to say. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a cat that plays fetch. Her name is Millie Magic. Um, yeah, well, I hope everybody stays safe and um, stays sane, or as sane as can be expected right now. Good luck to the moms and dads and families that are doing distance learning. It is not... Good luck um, to the teachers. Yeah, to, like... Yeah, shout out to the the teachers because I I can't imagine. I mean, we we know it. it like I said, we recognize it's hard for us, but um, you guys are dealing with so much stuff in so many ways. Having to deal with all us us parents and all the kids and the technology and everything. So we we appreciate you. 
Yeah. Teachers rule. <laughs> you want to sign off? Yeah. This is uh, Mercy and the Man signing off. Um, I don't know. Be good to yourselves. Be good to others. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Wash, wash your hands. All right. Take care. Bye. You said that you found me, but you know.